Welcome back to another episode of MJ's Progress, Not Perfection. And I am here with the season three opener with my lovely wife, Mikey. Hi. We're doing audio only this time just because we don't, we're just getting this back up and running again in a new studio. We don't have cameras set up or anything yet. And so it's audio only for now until, I don't know. Until we figure it out. Yeah. It's been, what, six, over six months since I've last recorded an episode. Yeah. Lots changed and happened since then. That's putting it lightly. Yeah, I mean, we almost lost our apartment. Yeah. We did lose our meeting center. Yeah, we lost a lot. Um, I'm pretty much homebound now. Uh, We still live in a second and third floor apartment, so it's not easy for me to just go to the corner even to, you know, meet my kid before and after school. But... Multiple sclerosis sucks. Yeah, I didn't think I would find anything that would suck more than addiction until I met MS. Yeah. It's a force to be reckoned with, that's for sure. Like, I've seen what it has done to, like, you know, a good friend of mine's mom. Yeah. (sighs) And, you know, so I've seen it firsthand, but I've also heard there's spectrums of it and... Sometimes it can be worse. Sometimes it can be a better case scenario. And all depends on where your lesions are and severity. I guess it's every case is different. And every time, every day, we find something new that <laughs> pops up with it. You know, <clears throat> it's. It's definitely something that we've had to get used to. It's almost like our addiction isn't even something to reckon with sometimes because... At the end of the day, MS is still still there. There's no... There's no quitting it. There's no... There's no number of you know, huge lifestyle changes that can be made. Sometimes it's just the way it is. Life on life's terms, right? You've been doing a lot with your art, though. You've been painting a lot and drawing a lot, and Tattoo Gun will be coming in soon. Yeah, and I think you're even more excited about that than I am. I wouldn't even be able to see most of them because they're going to be on my back. <laughs> well, that's practice ones anyway. Who needs practice skin when you have someone's back to just like... <laughs> I'm still going to use the practice skin. Do whatever you want to. It's a big old canvas for you. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's... I don't know who would think I'm going to get like a portrait on my back. It's not that. It's going to be like 50 random small things. <laughs> yeah. Your first request being Bob's Burgers. My unofficial, official Bob's tattoo. 
to two. To two. And get that on the down part of my back, lower end of my back, like an adult. Yeah. There's four birds watching us do this podcast now. Oh, there's even <laughs> more now. They're up there on the neighborhood. Got a whole audience. It, it does feel like I have an audience right now because they're all staring at me. Either that or they're just looking because they're birds. But I feel like they're watching me. and <laughs> They're wondering what you're doing up here on a Sunday. Yeah, it's been so... To give everybody an update on how we you know, decided to live our life on life's terms was we made our living room our bedroom. So what happened was... <laughs> let me back up even further we had the meeting center inside the meeting center was where I worked I work from home for a hospital system locally and I schedule for orthopedics and podiatry and wound care all the stuff that has made me actually take better care of myself because I've seen like people sending in pictures of fungusy toes and shit and it's like I don't want that to be me so I'm like trying to learn some lessons from these people that aren't that weren't taking care of their body the way they should have. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I find myself taking extra care of myself. But anyway, the um, there there was not a spot for us to set up an office space at home. We we lost power. I think it was like March 14th, something like that. It was like a Monday. Um, and I think I remembered it being like right after the anniversary of everything shutting down on March 12th a couple of years ago. Yeah, and it was um, directly after the drag show that was that's, going that's to help was. pay our bills. But because we had to wait for like ticket sale money to be deposited and um, just, you know normal waiting periods for things the power got cut off before we had the funds available to pay the bill so and let's be real the bill the funds that we made from the drag show still wouldn't have even covered if that was the only thing that we paid yeah that's and we're still rent and still we, we yeah it, we didn't really have much support outside of trying we were keeping it open on unemployment. Yeah. And then when the unemployment stopped and we had no sponsors and donations weren't exactly rolling in. So it was just, it was a shit storm of one thing after another, after another. And here we are. Yeah. So in March when that happened, we, cause our bedroom was on the third floor, yes. and then our bathroom and living room and kitchen are on the second floor. But that's our main floor to our place is the second floor. Like, you have to battle these outside steps just to get to the main floor. And, and then... These battle. steps were not cool before MS. So, like, let's be real. It, it was It was already a nuisance. And now it's a, it's Everest. Yeah, it's not easy. There's people that are fully capable of doing stairs that look at our stairs and say, fuck that. Yeah, Um, literally a home care worker just, like, turned around and didn't even, like, show up the one day. 
Yeah, so we have, you know, somebody here helping us out during the week. Um, I work from home, but so we made our living room our bedroom, and then we turned our bedroom into a home office for me, where I was working out of. Working for a hospital, the system is, especially when you've been, I don't know, it's like working for a meat packing company and being a vegan. You don't like seeing how the sausage is made um, because then when it affects you negatively as a patient, you know exactly what happened and it, it makes you like untrusting of, when I say you, I mean me, uh, what people on the other end of the phone tell me. But it's a job and we can pay the bills with it. So mm-hmm. at the end of the day, it is yeah and it's been a struggle because even though i you know desperately want to be a productive member of society it's just not happening right now and uh disability just hasn't decided to pay me yet yeah that's the other thing is we've been fighting with disability for it's literally been two years of fighting with them and it's not like we don't have cause we have perfectly good cause it's just a matter of getting a date they won they've denied a couple times this is our third time and this is going to be the first time before well first time with an administrative judge administrative law judge to review all of the medical records and just all the the stuff that I've been going through and I don't know again review all the evidence that I am most definitely disabled and see what they have to say but this time we have a lawyer yeah, we broke down and got a lawyer this time because we're tired of being rejected. It's, you know, the fact that we have to do their dance is just annoying in itself that they would make you go through this just to have a reasonable income. Yeah, it's not like I'm going to be, you know, making millions here. I, I just want to be able to contribute to our family. Because I've worked since I was 15. I've had a job until this. I would love to still be able to work. You do a lot, though. I mean, plus the kind of work that you are doing now is the kind of work I appreciate the most, which is art. If I was making money on it, it would be a different story, but that's okay. It still serves its purpose for me, I guess. Yeah, I mean, it does help you mentally, right? Yeah. It's been one of the biggest things keeping me sane since you know I can't 
like leave the house anymore. Um, back to school has been a, a joy. Because this local, the local school district is not um, disabled parent friendly at all. No transportation, help, no, nothing, nothing but judgment and red tape. Yeah. That's why we want to, so for this season of Progress Not Perfection, I... I'm going to be having more people on that aren't just dealing with addictions. There's a lot of us, like like us out there, that, yeah, they were an addict, addicted to something, but it's not even how they live their lives anymore, but still, like, I don't know how to say that I forgot about the addiction, but at the same time, like it's trying to cope with life when everything's falling apart and you're still gonna hold on to your sobriety yeah I don't even think about drinking Mm-mm. you would think as miserable as sometimes it is mm-hmm. I just know that drinking is not going to fix anything no, it's not even an option for me at this point. Yeah. Like, I have no interest. I mean, there's there's times when it's almost like a nostalgia. Where it's like, oh man, yeah, when I used to like get home from work and make a cocktail and hang out outside. But what really was the good part of that? It was like taking a break and enjoying life. I didn't need it to involve alcohol. Yeah, I only get nostalgic about it. Like if I'm hearing someone talk about drinking in a way that sounds like... People partying does not get me nostalgic for drinking. (laughs) Hearing a party going on, seeing a party going on... Doesn't make me want to drink if I'm at a party and people are partying. That doesn't make me want to drink. If no, I we went to some weddings and sobriety, it and doesn't even phase me no. to not be drinking. The only time I'm like, oh, I could use a drink is if like somebody is like sitting chilling with like a Tito's and Coke mm-hmm. and talking about how good it tastes. I'm like, oh, okay, that's the only time. That Mm -hmm. I feel myself triggered to be like, I want to drink. But the thing is, when you get a trigger, is you say it out loud. Yeah. Make it real. And it takes the power away from that trigger. Like, I remember watching Dope Sick. Yeah. And when, you know, spoiler alert, this came out last October, so I don't feel bad about it. Um, But if you don't want to listen, skip ahead like a minute. But... What was what's his name? The main guy, uh, the doctor. Um, he's played by Michael Keaton. Michael Keaton, that's his name. I couldn't think of Michael Keaton. Yeah. Um, you know, 
again, spoiler, but he gets hooked on oxys when he's a doctor. And the first time his dealer is like, you're wasting them by eating them. You got to strip the codeine, break it up and sniff it. And the first time I watched that scene of him like coming up from the coffee table with her doing a line, Mm -hmm. I went, oh yeah, that's a trigger. But I said it out loud. Yes, you did. Like right away. Right away. If I wouldn't have said that out loud, what happens is your mind is the biggest advocate for a relapse. Your mind would then take that little kernel and twist it up and contort it into some kind of thing that's not going to be good for you. No, it's like a romanticizing. But yeah, as soon as I said it out loud, it's not going to stay in my head because it's real. Mm -hmm. A conversation was had on it. Yep. And it made me not want to do it again. Yeah, it just... It, it's almost like saying it out loud in the here and now gives it, like, an absurdity. Like, huh. Imagine. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, don't expect... That I'm going to have a lot of people back on the show that I've been on before... There's going to be episodes where it's audio only and not video and just for people's identities. They keep them, safe, you know, close to themselves. There's a lot of people that reached out, <clears throat> you know, wanted to do the show while I was in hiatus, but I needed the hiatus. I mean, if anybody listens to podcasts regularly besides just this show knows that there's a lot that goes into them. Like if you're paying attention to people that do podcasts, Doing it, running the show the way that I was running it was absurd. It was, I was running this show like a drug addict. And I was just, every day was something new, but, and it was not, it's not, again, it's not a bad drug to have yourself into. Like, it could have been way worse, but it just goes to show that, like, the actual drug doesn't make the addict. It's whatever they're doing with your thoughts that make it more of, like, addict thinking. Mm-hmm. And, you know, how disruptive something gets to your life and you were doing some serious marathon days. And that's how I work is with all, like, mentality and... But you do it until you burn out and I have to ground you. Yeah, I need a six-month break. At least there's plenty of content, and there still is right now. Um, There's 120-some episodes of people's stories that you can go back through. Or if you just found this episode for the first time, and then there's there's a ton of stories. I'm not sure my schedule is going to be exactly yet. I haven't decided there's other podcasts that I want to do besides just addiction that feed my soul. So I'm going to be doing more than just one podcast, but they're all going to have different themes. I need to do different things. I need to keep talking. But since we don't have the meeting center, that was kind of driving the main mental health. I'm still going to do this podcast, just not as intensely as I did it before. I'd rather spread my intensity out over four different shows as opposed to all one. Yes, that's much healthier, thank you. 
So if you want to be on the show, you want to tell your story, tell some stories about you know a mental health thing, whether it's being addicted, whether it's watching addiction. Like if you want to talk about how you watched a parent or a loved one deteriorate in front of you and how that affected you, message me. You know, my email is GeraldDilks at gmail.com, all one word, G-E-R-A-L-D-D-I-L-K-S. Send me an email if you want to be on the show, we can talk. Like I said, if you don't want people to know who you are, we can keep it more discreet because I am going to be doing those episodes and helping people tell their story. Because it's cathartic to tell your story, but sometimes you only want to tell it to one person and not the world. Yeah. But you want the world to hear your story. So that's your chance. You can come on my show. We can talk. I'll know who you are. But I promise to keep your secret identity safe with me. I'm doing pretty good of it so far when it comes to my Gotham friends. <laughs> I haven't told anybody that Bruce Wayne is Batman. Shit. <laughs> the next one I'll do better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if you want to be on the show, I know this is a short one, but we're just trying to get it out there. It's not just for addicts anymore. I want this to be more open forum. People to talk about mental health in general. And yeah, just reach out to me and we can figure it out from there. I hope you tell your story. But I appreciate you coming back and sitting down with me for a little bit. But yeah, thanks everybody for listening, hanging in there. We just celebrated, what is it, two and a half years mm-hmm. without a drink? That's right. Last week. So, yeah, we're still sober. Just because we're not talking about it doesn't mean we're not. It's just we have other things and other priorities and just life on life's terms. Yep. So, appreciate you hanging in there with me and the show. And definitely feel free to go through and find old episodes. There's a ton of great episodes in there. Including my story. Or Mikey's story. We're back in September of last year. Or it was October. But either way, you can find some good ones in there. All the episodes are titled The One With, The One Where, The One When. Because I love friends. And I want <laughs> to name all my episodes with their friend episode titles. Yeah. All right, well, thanks, everybody, for coming back.